This is the Sonicast, where artists discuss their passion for creating music. We discuss everything about music creation, from the tech needed for success to music education. So if you love making beats, film scoring, or creating sample packs, this is the show for you, where you'll regularly hear from experts in their field discuss their experiences and learn what makes them highly sought-after professionals. Today's guest is with Rovan Roman. Rovan has been in the music licensing business for many years, building an impressive resume, placing tracks on television shows such as The Ellen Show, The Tyra Banks Show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, The Cartoon Network's Teen Titans Go, and many, many more. And though he's got music tracks placed with television, radio, and online media, he's also had a uniquely first-hand experience and perspective on the rise of the hip-hop music industry in L.A., this interview takes place at his studio. So we talked a lot about putting people in boxes, and mm-hmm. I think that's where that goes into. Yeah. Because I think when you put certain people in a box, you don't think you can learn from them. Yeah. And so that's a really good warning for those of us who want to stay relevant mm-hmm. in every part we do, staying open and listening. Yeah, you have to stay. You have to stay open. You have to listen, because he's got. I was listening to. Um, I forgot his name, but um, Cash Money. Mm-hmm. They did a song called "Back That Butt Up," "Back That Ass Up." I'll just say it the right That's way. Fine. They did. They did a song, and he's um, on YouTube going um, through his production. Okay. And there, he's going through what he used and why he used it. And you know, I, I like the song. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a, it's still a club anthem song. Sure. Anytime you play that song, people get hyped. People get on that dance floor. Um, but he was going through it, and he was saying he was listening to a lot of older music, you know, strings because the song is string heavy. Sure, you know what I mean. It has a lot of a lot of stuff into it. It's very simple, not not hard to do. But you could say that you could listen to the track and say, "Oh, that track's easy." But no, the production, the creativity of it, is still. Amazing. Now I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought this probably ten years ago, maybe even five years ago. Right. But the creativity of it is amazing. Because you can't you can't just if a song sells over a million units, there's a reason. Right. There's a reason. People caught it. You could say, Oh, it's the hook, back that ass up. So people automatically go to gravitate toward the dance floor and dance. It's not just that. There's a lot that went into that song that um, causes people to like it. You know what I mean? So that's the way I look at music now. Is if you're doing something, you're doing it. You know, when you do stuff for yourself, and mm-hmm. I do that sometimes too, sure, where sure. you may never hear it. Right. That's cool. But when I'm doing it for television, when I'm doing it for people to want it, I have to put something in it. So when you're creating, say, for television, let's say that's your audience right now. Mm-hmm. You're looking to, to create for television. They're looking for a certain thing. Yeah. Do you start with what you think will be popular what, or are you thinking artistically? So, like, for instance, if you have to do a, I don't know, let's say a car commercial, mm-hmm. you know, that Mustang decided they wanted to hire you to do their next car commercial. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking in terms of, you know what, I want to do something that, reminds me of the power of the car or are you just going to do something that's going to be popular that might sell um it depends it, it, it really it depends on how they how, what they ask for and what they want right because when i think car commercial i think of um and that's just one example but yeah 
if I if, if it's a car and I never done a commercial before, but if I think a car commercial, I'm thinking of something happy, uplifting. Okay. Um, it depends though. If it's for if you're doing a commercial for a Mercedes, right? Um, just their luxury line, right? Different type, of, more poppy. Or like a Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. Those are more... Precisely. Yeah, different. You're right. It's if I'm different. doing it for a Mustang, mm-hmm. now I'm thinking, okay, sports car. Right. Beat driven. Okay. You know, let it, let, let, let the heart feel it. Okay. Because... I'm I'm a I'm also I also I'm also love sports cars. Yes. I used to street race. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> I'm thinking you know I'm thinking of RPMs. Mm-hmm. You know if I'm if I if I was going to do a track for a, a Ford company that's advertising for a Mustang or a Camaro mm-hmm. or a Dodge, right? I'm thinking of RPMs. I'm thinking of something that's going to hit heavy. I'm thinking of something that and then and, and then that, then that depends too because because for a commercial it could be hip hop, sure, but. If I'm thinking RPMs, I'm thinking I'm, I'm also thinking of BPMs. Sure, you know, right. um, good point. Drum and bass, yes, the fast, the, those fast drums. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, somebody racing on or driving fast on a freeway, right? Or just or just uh, put, putting the pedal to the metal. Drum and bass is good for that. We had a conversation with uh, Nick Span mm-hmm. uh, several weeks ago, and he said something about how the human heartbeat is at a certain BPM, mm-hmm. and if you can match that BPM, maybe double it, mm-hmm. then there's something that creatively makes people want to gravitate towards it yeah where the energy is in so it's a scientific number that that the, the what sounds you use a lot of right. stuff mm-hmm. you know if you think of think of a song that causes you that almost forces you to go to the dance floor mm-hmm. there's a lot of songs that 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 um well unfortunately for me I'm think I think of old stuff right because <laughs> I don't go to clubs anymore well no, I don't go to clubs anymore. You know, if I go to clubs, it's gonna be a jazz club, right? Or you know, a club that plays R and B, pop music. Sure. Oh, but even still, though. But see, I went to um, me and my wife maybe five years ago or longer. We went to uh, we went to Carper Blues. Okay. And it was a band that was playing all the top forty stuff. Okay. But they also played "This Is How We Do It." Right. You know. Right. Why is it? What is it about that song? It's it's crazy. That causes people. To go to the dance floor, right? You can think of the word. You you could okay. So you could say, well, look, look what he's saying. It's Friday. It's Friday right, night. Right, right. You know, this is how we do it. <laughs> you know, he you know he's talking about, you know, the stuff, the stuff he's talking about is relating to dancing in the club, right? But I remember the original song, okay. the show by Dougie Fresh. Ah, uh, yeah, that's his beat. That's true. And yeah, when they played the right. show, it had nothing to do with clubs. It was. It has something to do with more of Dougie Fresh and his talent. Right. Right. I mean, the the words he was saying was funny. Right. But you you think of that, it wasn't and you still will go out and dance. Sure. For it. Sure. Interesting. So it was the beat of the music. So, do you find yourself when you're creating music gravitating towards different beat, different stuff, and maybe try to echo that? You know, like you go back to you know a club song you heard, and then you start writing off of that a little bit. Well. Not well in today's music, not necessarily. So back in my day, it was always the the, the drums. Yeah. Always did the drums first. Okay. Always. Now I can do drums all day long on in the computer or, or on the NPC right. all day long. My my weak link, my the weak part is instrumentation. I mean, like keys and pads. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because I can do drums very well, I'll do the keyboard part. 
the the piano part first. I see. I'll do the the pads first. I may do a pad first, especially depending upon what mood I'm I'm in. If I'm if I want something that's atmospheric, I'll do the pads first. Lay down a melody behind that. I might do a hi hat or a kick and a drum, just okay. to. But basic. I won't even really. It'll just be something for me to play on. Okay. I'll do the harder part first, and the, then do the drums because I can do a track quicker that way now. So do you? Okay, so it's terms of getting it done fast yeah. or quick and efficient. I guess is the better word. Yeah, you're more efficient when you do the drums last. Yeah. Okay. Because the drums are the drums. I can do drums all kind of ways. Mm-hmm. You know. You know what I mean. And it's easy, especially if I'm doing a sound alike. Yeah. If I if they say, "Hey, Ravon, we need another Katy Perry sound alike," you can find yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to do drums similar to how hers are, and sure. I can listen to that one time and get it. But there, if it's a, you know, she has a guitar, she has uh, keys, she has bass, a real bass. Right. I have to, let me do, let me do, okay, I would probably do the guitar, I would do the drums maybe, then I would do the guitar part. Okay. And now if I'm pulling a guitar off the core Kronos, I'm not going they have you know some distorted guitars in there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play the part inside of Ableton, and then I'm gonna distort it using some um, VSTs. How often do you have to find uh, analog instrumentation, like somebody to walk in with a trumpet or with you know? How often do you actually have to have a guitarist come in or a bass player actually come and do stuff? If you were to, I would say this: if I had the option. And I had the, if I was really just raking in the money, I would have a live guitar player, a live bass player, and maybe even partially live drums every time. Wow. Even wow. if I'm doing hip hop. Really? Be, it, the, reason, the reason why is this, maybe not every song, of course, you know, because every song doesn't require it, but the reason is because of... There's nothing like the realistic feel of a real guitar player. So let, let me ask you, since you play saxophone, okay. when you're playing, let's just say somebody says, hey, we got this gig, mm-hmm. and we need you to play. We're going to go play for a hotel. How often do you make mistakes while you play? Often. But for you, maybe it's a mistake. Right. But to the audience. Good point. Have you ever, have you ever made a mistake so bad, like, oh, I blew it? And somebody in the audience says, "I don't know what you did at that All part, the man. Time. You just, you, you All just the time. Whatever you did, oh my gosh, man, I gotta learn that lick. I know exactly where you're going with that. You know what I mean? Yep. So there's, there's a heart to it. Great point. And if you're good at your, if you, if you're a good at your, like, like for instance, if you, if you told me, Ravon, I need you to play piano, um, in three weeks for this thing I'm doing. I need you to play this song, this song, this song, this song. Right." Well, okay, I can learn it. I'll right. learn those three songs, but I haven't been pl- I haven't been playing long enough to make those beautiful mistakes. Gotcha. gotcha. It's only going to be a mistake, and I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm gonna not make that by playing it straight. Right. I'm not right. gonna add in the little tricks and feels that a real guitar, I mean, a real piano player can play. Right. But when you've been playing piano for so many years, you make those mistakes that to the audience. Man, you tore it up today. I so so I think I see your point. So on on production, yeah. Uh, if it's a guitar player, 
he's not going to play the guitar like I would play on the keyboard. Right. He's going to play. And the thing about it is what I quite find is I have recorded people before and they say, let me do that part over. Right. What I've learned is not to say no. I, no, what you did was fine. Right. What I do is I'll say, okay, fine. I'll I'll keep what they did. Correct. And let them keep going. Sure, sure. You and might get something out of a new a new track they do, but I could take a guitar player and tell him to play on one of my songs. Can you play on one of my tracks? Mm-hmm. And I haven't done that in a, in a long while, but um, they'll play on one of my tracks. Thank you. Cool. And there'll be different versions, you know, because the guitar player is a perfectionist. He wants to make sure, sure. it's right. Right. But now, because I got it, mm-hmm. I, got, I got the guitar part, I can use that same guitar sound on a different track. Right. But this time, chop it. Right, right, right. And it's not going to play the same. It's not, it may not even be in the true. same key, but it's going to sound like it's still going to have that same feeling. Do you think people can tell? I mean... So one of the one of the things as a as a horn player sometimes mm-hmm. is you feel like you know at the the digital marketplace is edging out and pushing out a lot of I don't want to say real musicians but a lot of like trumpet players sax players horn players there's a feeling sometimes that we feel that you're getting edged out because everything's going digital everything's going you know modeling yes and no but you ever, you, you you you've watched the BT awards or watched those award shows yep yep. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're live, all live, live instrumentation. That's true. Live band. You even hey, that's and you true. even catch hip hop artists. That's true. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't, they don't, they don't come with their original. They come with a band, and that band, yes, you know, yeah. And I've seen that like on tour. Like if you see an artist who's like performing, they're mm-hmm. gonna have live instrumentation because it yeah. adds more to the visual. It does of the of the uh, yeah. That makes it, sense. It adds more, and then there's. Things that the band is going to do mm-hmm. or the things that you may want the band to do. Mm-hmm. It's okay. At this part, mm-hmm. I want you to just change it. Right. Just just do a breakdown of the song in your way. Right. Because if it's a band that's tight, they'll, they'll know out. what to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, do a breakdown right here. Mm-hmm. So they'll do the breakdown. And now that rap that he did is all of a sudden even better than it was t- on the original album because right. they're playing the, the band is just phenomenal. I hear that all the time. I do. And I'll hear like a live version. Yeah. And it's different than what they recorded. Yeah. Because now they're having fun with that out on the on the road. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and, and it's funny because you think especially with hip hop, you think of Earth Wind and Fire. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of songs that they did. I mean, their live album was for that double that white album, I forgot the Yeah, the name I, of I know it. what you mean. Uh, I know what you mean. That album was phenomenal. Right. Because of their musicianship, but there are times when I like listening, like when they did Reason. Re- I was gonna say that song, Reason. Uh-huh. You know, um, what's his live name? What's, what's that guy's name that sung it? Uh, He's I can see his face, but he tore that song up. Yeah, he did that live version. Yeah, that was amazing. But they, I that, also and that went like for like twenty minutes. I think it was a long version too. You know, it's funny. I could think of Phil Collins yeah. because he sung with him. Yes, but I still can't think of his name. Because he so he did he, he did Easy Lover with Phil Collins. With Phil Collins. And he tore that song up. But the, the live version of Reason. Oh, what's his name? Oh, it's going to kill me. I know. We're going to have to go past it. I'm sorry. We, yeah, I understand. I'll put it in the show notes. But um, the, original, the original recording of Reasons, I like just as well. Yes, me too. Because it, 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 it may, I may even like it better because it's just, it's not live. So it's funny how with bands, 
you know, when they do the live, it's cool. Right. But sometimes the original is good too. Because you heard the original like 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 uh Carmodores. I think they have a live album of Brick House. I have that. Uh, I've never heard that one. That was I, cool. Oh man, they live got, Brick House. They got that Zoom, all kind of stuff. Okay. But their original version is a little <laughs> bit funkier. Okay. Because it's not a lot. Right. It's that they did less on the, so you know. But with hip hop, you know, hip hop sometimes the beats are so simplistic that when you get a live band. Right, that play behind a hip hop artist. It's like wow, it explodes it out. This is a lot better song. I like it better. So, you know, speaking of uh, brass instruments, there's there's a a band I want you to check out. They're called Brass Tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're out of uh, out of New York, Mm -hmm. and they do a lot of funk, hip hop, but they play brass. Mm. Uh, There's trumpet in it, and it's really effective. But anyway, that had me thinking about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what type of stuff are you involved in now as a, as a creator? Um, I know you're making tracks, obviously working here with, with Sonic Productions. Mm -hmm. Um, what are the big, uh, things that you look to try to find yourself doing? Uh, Like, like big projects that you're working on. So, well, I mean, mainly things right now is still Q music. So Q music is very, very easy to do. You know what I mean? Um, tell tell me what that means. Q music. Q music is is what you hear like when when okay when extras on you hear music in the background okay that's Q music because it's really music that nobody pays attention to Q that's how I look at Q music it's music that the average person don't pay attention to it but it's playing in the background I see like if you, if you get the average teenagers to watch the Kardashians mm-hmm. they're trying to see what was the next funniest thing that the Kardashians are doing when I watch the Kardashians. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm weird too because I will I won't even hear them I'll hear the music sure right no I get it you know what I mean I'll I'll hear the music I'll hear oh that next song and I, I watch a lot of TV shows I have songs on Total Bellas I believe and I listen to I don't pay attention to a lot of what's going on huh because I don't care to be I don't you know it's you know those shows are great but I I don't care that much to be worried about what's going on in somebody else's life. You know what I mean, and, right. and it's it's reality shows that some of it's really not reality, right? Because I'm like, y'all had to plan that exactly that way all the time, and you know? so it's not really reality. But I listen to the music, and I'm like, wow, the transition from there to there, and that song they used. Okay, I gotta right. make sure that I keep keep up with that, right? You know what I mean, right? My my goal, I I've invested in a lot of um, a lot of orchestral. Okay. Type music and um, orchestral sounds because I, I went to ASCAP mm-hmm. and I sat in, in one of the sessions and there was this guy who did, um, he did a, 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 a score. He scored a video that was on YouTube, just some random video, some people that, you know, the video wasn't that that special to look at without, okay. without his music. Man, so... We, we were listening to different people's music and the judges were judging their music and wow. all that. And we got to him. And when his thing was done, people applauded like, wow, this is great stuff you just did. That was very, that was, uh, that was very good. The, the, the way you did that, the way you, um, the way you scored that, 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 that random video was cool. But the guy who was up there, I'm judging it like, your production, your creativity was awesome. Yeah. But the sounds you used sound like they came mostly from a keyboard. Interesting. Yeah. He says, um, if you're doing 
if you're scoring huge things, you got to you, you, you got to come as realistic as you can. Right. And, you know, he said, buy the better, the better brass, buy the better strings. Buy the, if you're if you're if you're going to use stuff out of the computer. Right. Buy the best ones. And I, I remember a long time ago, I wasn't into I was I would always use a keyboard brass. It, it works. Right. And um, I remember when software came out, they had something called Hollywood Strings. Mm-hmm. And I, I may be naming it wrong, but I just remembering it costing $1,000. Sure, sure. And back then, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I, <laughs> I am not going to spend $1,000 for that string sound when I got it in my keyboard. <laughs> right. You know, but after listening to him, I said, okay, I'm going to have to slowly start bringing that library up. All right, this is a good spot. We'll stop to take a quick advertisement break. Hi there, I'm Dan Young, co-founder of Sonic Productions, your music production company. We partner with businesses to help you deliver your best message professionally, elegantly, and with the power to capture your audience. Our goal is to serve you as you seek to grow your brand, whether you use Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or other mediums like podcasting or television. We'll work with you to custom tailor a song to fit your campaign, or you can visit our music licensing business, Sonica, to choose from over 100 original songs ready for licensing. Voiceover narration is also available. So when it's time to seriously consider growing your business, consider Sonic Productions to stand out. Sonic Productions. Our music, your story. Visit us at www.sonicproductions.biz to contact our team and to learn more. And so are you now hearing, as you listen to cheaper types of orchestra, you can really tell? I can I can tell for the most part, but keyboards now, I mean, when we're talking about brass, then this guy probably used a, a basic, you know, your Roland yeah. XP60 yeah. or your older keyboards. Now, some of the sounds out of these keyboards, the newer keyboards, they sound real. They sound really good. Yeah. yeah, You can tell. But the software has came a long way where they added elements to the mic positioning, the feel. Right. You know what I mean? They've made ways to make it sound like you're actually playing. You know, they've came really close. So do you you lean a lot with Ableton's sound packs for that? Oh, n- well, you know, they have good sound packs, but no. I I I've I you stick with the keyboards. I'm glad Danny's not here to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll tell you I have probably every sound imaginable on in my computer. Okay. My computer has 4 terabytes and 3 of them <laughs> are full. I mean 3 terabytes are full. Wow. And wow. It's because of, well, Atmosphere is one of them, and it's huge. The contact library, I believe, is a terabyte or close to a terabyte of sounds. That's huge. Orchestra sounds, you know. So I have a lot of contact plugins. Right. I have uh, Project Sam, Symphobia. Okay. I have a lot of that stuff because it sounds really good. It sounds really real. Sure. But here's the funny thing. If I'm doing hip-hop i may use some of those sounds or i may go right to that chronos right right because i know because the chronos because it doesn't sound as good as some of the software it works because it's hip-hop interesting (laughs) or trap it it just works because the trap like i have some brass but, but here's the thing though i have i do have 
some brass by a company called Studio Link. Okay. It's like synth brass or just this this dirty brass sound. <laughs> All right. But it works for hip hop. Huh. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the Cornelis is a little bit cleaner. Interesting. So it it, it it depends. But if I if you were telling me to score something, I'm gonna use the more expensive um sounds that I have. Sounds like that was good advice you got from ASCAP. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably a good eye opener for you. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. It is. And it's uh it changed the way we do music. I remember telepictures. They told me and my friend, okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop taking uh, some submissions right now. And what we need you two guys to do is evolve. Hmm. Change what you're doing. Interesting. Now, I don't know how he took it. I was going to say, how did that feel? (laughs) But for me, because one of the things they said, you guys got to stop using those brass hits. Out of We were using brass hits out out of a Roland um, 1080. Okay. And I was using brass hits out of this Proteus 2500. They're the same brass hits that Teddy Riley used to use oh. in some of his songs. Okay. Like uh, he did that song by, um, I forget, Just Got Paid. Yes. Who's that, Johnny? Uh, is it Johnny Gill? No, Kemp. What is his name? I forgot his name. But he used a lot of brass sounds out of there and, and, and brass hits. Yes. So the reason why you, we use those brass hits, number one, some of the songs we were listening to on the extra had them. So it's like, it's not that we use them throughout the whole song, but that's how we ended our tracks. Okay. Pump, pump. Really, right. really hard hitting orchestral. Right. Uh, keyboard. Right. Brass hits. That's how we were in a lot of our songs. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't use those anymore. I got to do something different. And I really, seriously, and I, I feel, feel kind of ashamed that for a point, I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I thought we always had to end them hard with these brass hits. Interesting. But I learned how to use different sounds to to sound big toward the end of a song. I, I learned how to use how to use uh pianos and use just I had to create my own hard hits. How how often do you feel a lot of creators get stuck that way and they don't have people to tell them outside, listen. You're stuck. The hand claps are good. <laughs> but somebody needs to tell you to quit the hand claps. How many how many artists do you think just maybe aren't hearing that message? I know. A, I'm sure. I'm positive. A lot of people go through it and then maybe not even admit it or maybe you don't know it, but they go through it because mm. we want to be original. Right. We want to be creative. We want to be a lot of things. So when you run into those walls, here's the problem. And I find it, I'm, I, I love Phoenix, I love Arizona. Sure. And I hope nobody tells me, well, go back to L.A. And I, I've actually <laughs> had people tell me that. If you don't like it here, go back to L.A. But what I found was missing for me, and maybe because I'm not hanging around the right people. In L.A., I hung around, I've met hundreds and hundreds of producers. Right. These, a lot of producers who weren't scared to give you right. their sound pack. A lot of producers who weren't scared to show you. Oh, you want to know how I, I got this sound? Right. You know, this guy created an 808 by taking a microphone. Um, he had a big old woofer in his side. He had a professional suit, so he had the big speakers. Right. 
he to- he turned up low end as as loud as he could. He took the microphone and approached the woofer. Interesting. And went and that sound went whoom, bass sound. Okay. That he used in a lot of um, a lot of like Easy tracks or okay. I won't say Easy, but a lot of artists that Easy was right. producing. Right. To check this out. So he could have kept that secret. Interesting. That's an interesting technique. But huh. you, but but you, you think of it out there. There's so many people out there. Some people some people aren't. They're not. They're they love to tell you how they did things. Some people keep it secret. Well, I, and I guess being in that environment too, yeah. you have to stand out above the crowd. Yes. And everybody's trying to do something different because it, it can all sound the same. Yes. Yes. And that's why I love it when guys cats get. We get together, mm-hmm. whether it's here or Daddy's house, mm-hmm. and I listen to him. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Yes, you know I may not say nothing, but I'm listening. Right. You know when when Eric Span was playing the NPC, I'm like, man, I like the way he's doing that. Yeah, Nick and is I, Nick is pretty amazing. Did I say that, Eric that Span, Nick Span. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got another name for him, but yeah, yeah, he came over and I was I was watching him. He was playing yeah. that uh, the NPC the. Uh, I don't know what you call them. They're the buttons, the pads, the, the pads, pads, the drum yeah. pads, playing it live. Yeah, and he was keeping up, and yeah. he was doing some some really cool stuff. Yeah, because he's a he's a drummer. He's a drummer. And he and knows and he's man. he was staying on you know the things he was doing. Like that's amazing. That I like was that. pretty creative. But yeah, you're right. I like it when we're able to collaborate and we listen to each other, and we so, get new stuff. Go ahead. So what I learned from that is that. I may never want to be a finger drummer. Maybe I, maybe one day I will. I doubt it because I, you know, I love doing the TV stuff. So you don't really have. Sometimes you don't have time to right. to learn different things. Right. But one thing I learned is that you know what? If I really want a, a live type of feel to my hi hat, I'll That's play. A great point. Play it on a drum pad. That's a great point. And not quantize it or fifty percent quantize it, so it has a human feel. Yes. And it's something that I did myself without it being over pro, over programmed or right. over quantized, right, whatever right, you want right. to say it. So, just because because he came over here, I learned that. Interesting. Know? Yeah. So that's that's what helps. Um, that's what can help a producer get out of a box is to learn something new. Yep. Now, because of YouTube and technology, now you can Good go point. on YouTube, and I'm like, um, I got the, I have this VST called uh, Dune Dune Three. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like a video game, but it's a it's a it's actually a synthesizer, and I have it, and I just happened to find something on YouTube that taught you how to make a riser out of it. You know, I mean, like, oh man, that's awesome! So you <laughs> learn how to make a riser, and they teach you how they did it. Right. But now you're saying to yourself, "I like their riser, but I need more space in that riser." Okay. Now I'm going to take one of my plugins, like a reverb, and add it to that. Wow. Is that's sound design? I'll tell you, YouTube and having that yeah. the Internet of Things being able to share yeah. information has really changed a lot. It's crazy, and these these a lot of people um, are sharing what they did. And what's cool and too is yeah. I, I, the the good thing too because you're talking about you know going back to LA, you can be out here in Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. and see some of the most the the most relevant newest techniques that they still use in LA. Or in Sweden, yep. or anywhere else, because they put it on YouTube. They'll, yeah. they'll they'll put down what they're doing, and you have to be. It could be they could be doing a track that you totally are not feeling the production. Okay, and there's times that there's there's a lot of times where I'm not feeling the production, but I'm feeling what they're I'm feeling what how they did that production. Interesting, because I'll take 
part of what they did, and I'll add it to my own, and it'll be me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean? it'll it, it, put it put it this way. Um, my friend Rob Miller, I think one time he redid one of my tracks, and you know, I think he turned it in TV, whatever. And he told me, he says, "Yeah, man, check this out." And I was listening to it. I was like, "Oh man, that's tight, <laughs> man. That is tight." <laughs> Not realizing, he said, "Yeah, you did that." Whoa! Like, what? I did that. No, I didn't. Whoa! No, I didn't. That don't sound like something I would do, and it didn't. It sounded like something he would do, but he just used some of the sounds or whatever. He sampled some of the stuff I was using and was able to use it in his track. I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't know it. Right. Wow. But that's creativity. Sure. That's what life's about. Is taking. I mean, you know, you you have to start somewhere. You know what I mean? And there's no pro. There's nothing wrong with like with Timberland. He's one of my. He is one of my favorite producers. Because he's very creative. Sure, sure. You know, he's very creative. There's nothing wrong with listening to him and seeing what he did, how he did it. Right. And saying, because one thing that he that he taught me, because I bought the master class okay. in Timberland and Zone there. Okay. I have I have music in my head. Sometimes okay, so here's here's the thing about me. I don't like texting. Okay. I hate it with a passion. I don't like writing notes down. Right. Hate it with a passion because what I text doesn't always translate how I feel. Right. You know, it's hard to communicate. It doesn't communicate effectively. Yeah. So, like for the church I work at, um, every week we had to turn in, we had to turn some notes in of what's going on. Okay. I'm not good at that Mm. because I could tell you what we need to do, I could tell you the changes, I can articulate very well. But I can't write it down on paper very well. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? For some reason, what I can tell you verbally, I I don't think that way in my head. It'll, it'll, I'll, I'll read it like, no, no, that's not what I meant. Right. I have to redo it. Right. So, you know, I like, you know, I, it's not, there's nothing wrong with texting like, hi, how are you doing today? This and that, whatever, whatever. But if you told me, Ravon, I just brought Ableton. Can you can you tell me what I should do to get this going? Sure. I'm gonna if you sent me that text, I'm calling you. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is what you gotta do. <laughs> right, exactly. Because exactly. I, I can't I don't know how to put my thoughts. Well, it, don't feel bad because yeah. nobody knows how to text appropriately anymore or put their, their their feelings down. So So one thing that I learned from Timberland is sometimes when I'm making when I have a song in my head, mm-hmm. I don't always play it the way I hear it in my head, or I'll forget what because I have a you know interesting. Sometimes you have a lot going on in your head, right? So what I learned from him is make the music with your mouth, okay, and, and record it, record that melody line in your like he makes the beat like if you look on his master class he'll make the beat with his mouth he's okay. very he's very good it sounds good because he he uses his mouth on some of the tracks sure sure so he he makes the beat with his mouth i don't need to do that because i i can do that all day long right but interesting but the melody i i have i have a melody in my head now the melody if i sung it to track then take that track then play over it, mm-hmm. yeah. Then play over it. Now I have, now I have something. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's this all time, and that's that's this one way. This, everybody has a way. Yes. But there's, but I, I like learned, that too. I learned that. Okay, if you have a melody in your head, grab a mic and just because you know there's cats that, uh, and I never really understood it totally, but except for, you know, 
them taking notes. I look at it as taking like you're taking notes so you can remember what you what you what you want to say or do. Right. There are cats that walk around with a hand. Well, you know, you can do it with your phone now. Exactly. I was gonna say I do that with my cell phone. They walk around and like, oh wait, oh there's a melody in my head. I'm on mm-hmm. a plane. I'm just gonna go ahead and sing it into the, the phone and record it. Correct. That's a great idea. It is. More people need to do that. But I want to end that there. Okay. Uh, that was a good session. <laughs> Talk about what your influences are, uh, what equipment you're using. Yep. Very good stuff, Rovan. Very good. Oh, thank you. You've been listening to The Sonicast, where artists discuss their passion for creating music. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find show notes in the descriptions, as well as information to hear more from our guests. You can also visit us at www.sonicproductions.biz to license music and shop for some cool merchandise. Sonic Productions, our music, your story.